Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. 
Hi there, and welcome back to Searching for Soul. If you're here in the UK and you're on the night shift, thank you very much for staying up for me. Um, and if you're over there in the US, good evening or good afternoon. So we had William Bell and Judy Clay kicking off kicking off this month's show, and it has been a very eventful month. It's been a very busy month. Some some new singles in the bag to to play for you today, and you know went to some some gigs and spoke to some interesting people, and we had some visitors over here in Glasgow, uh, but I'll tell you I'll tell you more about that later on. We also have a chat with Mr. Neil Jones of the Stone Foundation. We'll be talking about the latest music, the tour writing processes um yeah all the all that really cool interesting stuff but next up we have a track that is it's, it's the b-side to a very very well-known spencer davis group track uh, it's an instrumental and it's called blues and f so yeah here it is enjoy Thank you. 
you love the sound of a, a Hammond organ. You know, it's it's definitely my weakness as as a musician um, and as a music lover. Like whenever I hear it, it's just I'm addicted to the sound. Whenever I'm recording or writing anything, even though I'm a guitarist, I'm like Hammond organ. There needs to be Hammond organ in there. Absolutely dig it. So next up, we have another seven inch that I came across, and it's by uh, an artist called Veda Brown, um, and the single's called Short Stopping, and you know it's just a really great wee toe tapper. Um, yeah. So without further ado. <laughs> Stopping, what do you think of that? If you're if you're still awake here in the UK, drop us a wee message in the chat. Say hello. Um, likewise, if you're over in the US, maybe you're sitting down your your tea, as we'd call it, or your dinner, tea dinner. What do you call it where you are? I think we call it a bit of both here actually in Glasgow, tea and dinner. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Like I said, we've had um, we've had a busy month, and we also had some visitors. And on Sunday there, myself. My good friend Mark Brown, Ouija, Pete Brady, and Curtis Powers put on a wee a wee shindig in a, a, a local watering hole of Vinyl Bar in Glasgow. They were fantastic hosts, really accommodating, and a really really great place to be. Um, we we put on a, a wee Sunday soul session just to kind of introduce some folks to the Face Radio here in Glasgow. Um, 
and we had an absolute ball, I must say. Uh, some great records played. And do you know when you're, you're, you hear a track and you're like, I've not heard that for ages, even though it's, it's probably such a well-known track? Um, so the next song is, is one of said tracks. It's one that's always in my box. Always take it with me when I go to gigs. Um, don't always play it. And I heard I heard Pete play a bit of this man, and I was like, yeah, that is definitely getting slipped into the show. So here's a bit of Baby Huey for your listening pleasure. there um 
you imagine what that man might have achieved if he wasn't so um it wasn't so tragically taken from the world. So it's such a such a young age man. We you know, in such a mature voice. It's always um yeah, it's always sad when you kinda of think about those kind of things. But then again, we rather than look at the negatives, maybe look at the positive and the music that we that we do have. Um also while we're talking about being grateful for music, uh, I'd like to give a shout out to my, my main man, Mungo, at Vacay Vinyl, um, who's just round the corner from my, my studio here in Glasgow, and he, he hooked me up with some really, really cool albums um, this month. He knows that I'm a massive Motown fan, in particular, I'm a massive Supremes fan, and so I got a a wee Supremes compilation from him, and I got a really, really cool Japanese pressing. So it's it's basically a Motown's greatest hits, and it's you open up the the sleeve and all the track listings on Japanese lyric sheets and stuff like that, all in Japanese, and it's it's really really cool. So when I was looking through the the track listings, obviously the Supremes was in there, and I'm like, well. I don't think it's a searching for soul if I don't if I don't play a Supremes track, so here's a bit of reflections for you. Reflections of the way life used to be. Reflections. 
So a conversation that this well the the word reflections why it was it's fresh in my head a conversation that has came up quite a lot recently um, in the circles that I I move in um, is talking about obviously modernism and a topic that we've been talking about so much as nostalgia. So a question that I kind of posed as a thought first I kind of was a thought I had first and foremost and I posed a question to some friends and it was is nostalgia the death of progress and i got some really interesting responses um i consider myself to be a modernist and the the basis that i always want to find what's interesting and new but i still love the classic things also classic soul northern soul jazz music i mean you could even look at saying things like brick pop weller mosley shoals album I'm just looking around my studio and <laughs> just seeing what is all the nostalgic items that is, is, is round about me in front of me. But when we look at things like nostalgia, it throws up covers. Artists covering some of their, their influences, some material that they really like. So I thought, you know what, this, this is going to be the theme for today's show. So I have dug through my box and I have found what I consider some interesting covers... Um, and we're going to kick it off with a jam cover. So this is Liam Gallagher and Mr. Steve Craddock. And the cover is Carnation. And taken from the Gift album, which some people kind of polarised their opinion. Because I think this was, you could see the, the, the change and what Weller was wanting to do. And he's wanting to push it forward and try out new sounds and stuff like that. So this is the whole reason for this kicking off this song kicking off this segment of the show so yeah this is Liam Gallagher Steve Craddock and Carnation If you gave me a fresh carnation I would only crush your tender petals With me you'll have no escape And at the same time there'll be nowhere to settle Someone's lost self 
safe to say that it's probably when Britpop um, was at its, its zenith shall we say bands like obviously Oasis and Ocean Colour Scene leading leading the charge there so obviously everybody in the planet knows that Weller and Mr Gallagher are both massive Beatles fans and I've heard both Weller and Oasis and many other UK artists covering the Beatles but the next one is in my opinion possibly one of the best Beatles covers I've ever heard because it is it takes it completely out of the genre out of the kind of pop genre and it puts it into, into obviously soul so this is Aretha Franklin and this is Eleanor Rigby <laughs>
FIFA, definitely taking it to church there. I I love that. I love that song. And that's that is one that I do like to play out again and again live. Um I it just gets people moving, so it does. And it takes a re- I mean, it is a really interesting song, you know, the string arrangement and all that kind of stuff, but to me it just elevates it to a new level. So for anyone who has listened to the, the podcast or even show one or interviews I've done recently, you'll know that I like a wee, I like to join the dots, I like a wee segue, so since I have done a, we've done a jam cover, we've done a Beatles cover, um, and spoke about Weller and Craddock and all these kind of guys, the next one is a cover of a Beatles song performed by Mr. Weller, Noel Gallagher and Paul McCartney as well. And it was for, I believe, War Child. Um, and they, they, they kind of named this supergroup Smoking Mojo Filters. Uh, yeah, so this is Come Together.
Now, as good as that version is, in my opinion, there's a far better version. I sadly don't own it. Uh, I'm going to keep looking for it. I'll try and get it. And that's Tina Turner's version of Come Together. I do believe it is on a 12, uh, a 12 inch. Well, not 12 inch. It's on an album somewhere. I don't think it was released in, in a 7 inch format. Um, if it was, and you know of this, if it exists, please do let me know. I'd imagine if it does, but it's it's very, very expensive. But, you know, the search continues. That's uh, That is just part of the game. So next up is my my kind of, not spanning the works, but this, this is the what I can I would say it is a cover. Some people say, no, it's not a cover. This is the talking point. So the next song that I'm going to play is Marvin Gaye, Through the Grapevine. Now, I know that's very on the nose as a song choice, but here's the thing. Is it a Marvin Gaye song? Is it a Gladys Knight and the Pips song? Or is it a Motown song? I'll leave that one up to, up to you. Um, if you're still up listening and you're in the chat, let us know what you think.
Is it a cover? Is it not a cover? I really would like to see some kind of uh, some some opinions on this because I just I, I like to I like to engage in conversation, open up a wee a wee topic of conversation. Um, next the next cover uh, again is a another wee another wee link, another wee segue, and it's one of my kind of probably my favourite instrumentalist band going right now. Um, for anyone who hasn't heard it, if you go onto Mixcloud, searching for Soul. There's an episode with the guitarist of this next group, Mr. Jimmy James, and this is Inner City Blues by Delvon Lamar Organ Trio. Enjoy!
Bloodstream Trio, who I cannot wait to see live. I hope, hope they come to Glasgow next time they're, they're over here. So, last but not least on the, the cover-up section, we have uh, a track from Stone Foundation. So this was on, this was released as a 7-inch last year, and the guys are partial to a wee cover, um, as well as, as everybody knows, working with a, a plethora of, of great artists. But one thing that I do love about cover versions is sometimes if you haven't heard the original, it can it can turn you on to another artist, you know, other artists as well, different musicians and stuff. And when I, I first heard this this track, it led me to some artists or some versions that I, I wasn't aware of. So this is the Stone Foundation and this is their version of Odyssey's Going Back to My Roots. And there's also a, a Richie Haynes version, which is very, very cool. But this is theirs. <laughs>
And as I said at the top of the show, we will be chatting with, with Neil and that interview is coming up very, very soon. And, you know, whilst I am bigging up people that I like, where it's it's not just artists, you know, record shops, stuff like that, um, I really like to kind of talk about what other people are doing, especially if it's kind of like cottage, cottage industry. Sorry, I'll put my teeth back in for that one. You know, there's lots of really great, things springing up, particularly in, in Glasgow, um, really interesting creative things and one of those that is that is sprung up in the, the last year, 18 months, is the Paninaro magazine. Um, their latest version is just out, they're based uh, out of a store called Social Recluse here uh, in Glasgow. Um, Neil and the guys have, have been interviewed and part of their magazine. Their magazine is only £10 and is fantastic quality. So I would highly recommend going and checking it out because it's fashion, football, music, the holy, the holy trinity. But I'm going to change it up for a bit away from the kind of the soul vibe and we're going to go a bit more, a bit more crossover, a bit eclectics. This is Papa's Got a Brand New Pig Bag.
and you know what? While we're in this headspace, why don't we just just keep it going and have a bit of JTQ? This is uh, the love of the life, Morelli's mix. Enjoy. So the next track comes from a compilation album that I picked up over in Mixed Up Records 
last week. Um, it's called You Got the Power, and it's like some rare Northern Soul grooves. Um, yeah, it's a really interesting album. So the next track is by a chap called Chubby Checker, and this is titled You Just Don't Know. Just don't Deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, this is Andrew Lindsay of Mod Shoes and 66 Clothing. Smart shoes for smart people and inspired by legends. Enjoy listening to Searching for Soul with Graham Hallam on The Face Radio. From the soul of Brooklyn, 
You're listening to The Face Radio. And if there's any lovers of Gibichi out there, Andy over at Mod Shows has got some cracking pieces in right now. Um, I got myself something from last week, which is a lovely, lovely knit. Yardy Cardy kind of style, I think we'd call it. So next up, we have our we're, we're chat, our interview with, with Neil from the Stone Foundation. We we sat down last week and we, we talked about life on the road, new singles and yeah, everything in between. So here it is. Take it away, Neil. I'm very pleased to say that my, my next guest is none other than the frontman of the Stone Foundation and it's Mr Neil Jones. Neil, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Graham. It is always a pleasure to speak to you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's always a pleasure to speak to you, and I'm really glad that I'll remember this conversation for a change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is... Uh, yeah, let's not let's not go down that route, mate. They, they don't need to hear all about that. <laughs> uh, the, 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 old, the old war stories. Um, yeah. So, Neil, I'm going to jump right in where the water is, is currently hot, and... That is a new Stone Foundation single. So now that I want you back with Melbourne Moore and the flip sign of the future with Carlton Jamal Smith, tell us about it. Um, well, it's obviously taken from our new record, Outside Looking In. It was um, it's a real pleasure to get like someone of Melbourne standing on, on the track to start with. Um, and then we spoke about definitely using that as a seven inch single. And we were just saying what, what should go on the B side. Um, and I'd written this kind of little, uh, tune, uh, that, that was sort of the bare bones, a sign of the future. She's added like this sort of little midsection to it. And we thought, oh, that's got something. And it was, it was kind of part of the original album sessions for outside looking in at Black Barn Studios, um, and I, I originally laid the vocal down on it and um, we just got talking and we said, oh, why don't we ask, uh, why don't we ask Carlton to sing on it? Because we, we'd, we'd known of, of him um, and we'd also been put in touch with him. Um, so we just sent it over to Carlton and he said yes. And straight away, we just thought, well, that's going to just be an amazing package to have that as a seven inch Stone Foundation single. So you got Melba on the A. And uh, and Carlton on the flip, so I'm just really, really excited. Obviously, we we got the singles last week. They're on beautiful orange vinyl, and uh, it's just it's just come out really well. It's just another uh, little milestone along the way, I guess. You know, and another really great single to celebrate. You just keep um, chalking up these these milestones, as we say, and you know, for a band that's that's been going. 25 years now, is that? 20, 25 years next year, mate. Yeah, next it's the year. anniversary tour next year. <laughs> um, I had a chat with somebody recently about um, about nostalgia, nostalgia bands who yeah. kind of have stopped releasing music, right? And a lot of them can just dine out on that music that they recorded previously and make a good living on it. And obviously, quite rightly, so they should. But you guys have this kind of perpetual motion that you don't seem to stay in one place for far too long. And uh, I sat and listened through uh, Is Love Enough recently. I just went back just to revisit it and mm. try to compare 
that in the new album. Um, there's always kind of wee dots you can you can kind of piece that saying this song could be on that album carrying yeah. through. But how do you keep making it fresh? I think you um, well for a start off, we can't really rest on our laurels. I think like. Um, we obviously missed that boat of so-called nostalgia bands, which I guess, you know, they they were the bands that were having really big hits sort of from the 80s through to sort of the early 90s, I guess. Do you know what I mean? There's there's a massive spate of them, isn't there, where they kind of just know that they can go out and sell tickets. Um, and I think because we've always um, had that really good work ethic, we've always had to sort of go, right, we, you know, we've got to really press on here and and write new and interesting music, not just only for the people that are coming to the band and hearing us for the first time, but also for ourselves. I think, like, when we start writing records, we've always got a, a sort of an unspoken word thing between me and Neil where we just are always trying to push into different areas and different directions um, Neil's always a bit more vocal than me, you know, in the, in the respect that he'll try and say, oh, what about this? What about that? Let's let's try. Um, but we just kind of, I don't know, we just have this attitude uh, when we're writing and also in the, in the studio in particular, where if we're hearing something and it sounds a bit too comfortable or a bit too like, right, we've done that before, then let's just try and pull that out and let's try and use something else or try and push a different element in there and and uh, you know 80% of the time you know these things just come off for us and obviously you know there's the odd song that hits the cutting room floor so to speak but um yeah it's just just about constantly pushing yourself really i i don't think i'd i'd want to be in this band if we just kept churning out the same sounding stuff all the time i mean it it does make me laugh because people um certain people like journalists and stuff or or when we go to festivals abroad or whatever it's a little bit lazy of them and they go oh a great northern soul band well <laughs> that influence i would say is probably about five or six albums ago do you know what i mean and we've we've sort of moved so far from that element of soul music um it's untrue really you know i mean this latest record I think is the, the the nearest we've got to that kind of new soul sound and also that kind of New York funk thing. I think we've really touched upon on the record. So it's just, you know, soul music is such a broad church that you can, you can go down so many different avenues and alleyways. And it's just um, always exciting, I think, making records and being a musician. That's how it should be. Yeah, and you, you touched on the the kind of the wide range uh, of influences that within within soul itself, and you know I think when people say the Stone Foundation Northern Soul Band, because you've done some work with like Norland and other artists, again yeah. that come that comes back to the um, the nostalgia being the kind of death of progress thing, but you have kept it going, and. When it comes to influences, like for me, sometimes when I listen to it and I go, where did they get that from? Where did it come from? So if you will, is it totally subjective to, like if you're sitting down and to write an album, you're sitting down to write outside looking in mm. and you're listening to certain music or discovering new music, does that kind of permeate into your writing? 
Yeah, it does. But I think with this album in particular, it was a little bit different because we actually set out to write this record uh, for other people to sing on. So um, I'm sure you're aware I do a lot of stuff with the Monks Road label. Um, and that label um, in particular, I was out recording in Spain um, for the last record they released. Obviously, they got a new record coming out, uh, I think, I believe, before Christmas. And I've done a single for that as well. So obviously, I was out in Spain and I was talking with the label boss for, the, for those guys. And he, he floated the idea to me about doing like um, a sort of soul record on the Monks Road label. Would you be interested in writing? So I just thought, oh, that's not a bad idea, actually. And I, I, I sort of said, Le leave it with me. I, I want to just see if I can piece something together for it. So I mentioned it to She's, and in the interim uh, period, um, obviously COVID happened, we started writing this record, which in our minds was going to be given to other artists to sing on. Because if we were going to do this soul project with them, I didn't want it to be my voice. I wanted it to be like you know, uh, like the old labels like Stax Records or Motown or, or those kind of labels where they had like a writing team, a house band, and then they had someone sing on the records. So instantly we were in a different headspace writing songs and thinking about what we could do and what we couldn't do. Um, and then it sort of transpired that we were going to go to... Um, my, my really good mate, Boo Mitchell, is the son of Willie Mitchell and he's... he's um, studios in memphis so he works out of royal studios uh very very famous uh studio in memphis and i got in touch with him and i'd spoken to richard at uh, the monks road label and i said look i've been in touch with boo mitchell how does it sound if we actually go out to memphis to record this record and he agreed to it so as we were coming out of covid we were thinking right we're going to get a chance to go to memphis record these songs and, and that was how it was going to work. Unfortunately, because of the COVID situation and how long it lasted, that got completely scuppered. Um, and me and Shees were sitting on about 12 of these songs that we were just looking at each other going, this is fantastic, man. These songs are great. We should just record them. So, so we ended up recording the songs and that's what became Outside Looking In. So it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a mad tale, really, because... That could have been a, a record that was so, so different uh, in its nature and the way it sounded. But because we decided to do do it, use those songs, um, that's obviously the record that you hear today. You know, it's, it's a lot more progressive, I think. Um, and, yeah, it's just really exciting to do something like that. Yeah, because now that you've you've says, like, and been in the headspace and writing for somebody else, like... When I first heard uh, Echoes of Joy, and I, I, I was like, this is completely not what I expected <laughs> after hearing now say something like, I don't know, Africa, right? Yeah. It, it just completely flipped, but it, it was it, it was like, I had that almost kind of, I don't know, housey kind of vibe, like Ibiza kind of trancey. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and it was just... It was so completely different, but now you mentioned like writing for somebody else, like another artist in mind, it kind of opens up to like, ah, maybe that's why they've got certain sounds. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like heaven knows why that that's a classic example on the record that that was kind of written around the time um, 
I was thinking about like those old classic duets, you know, like the sort of Luther Vandross style duets mm-hmm. of the past, you know, um, that sort of late 70s, almost early 80s kind of vibe. Um, and that's why that song became that that was never in my mind when I wrote that I was never going to sing that because what because one it was like a range where I was thinking oh that's that's made for a, a female vocal or you know whatever really so yeah it's it's great I think I think it's I think it's a really healthy thing to approach music like that sometimes because it takes you out of your natural space and you have to kind of think about other people and 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 how they'd approach it. It's not. It's not just um, obviously that the the lyrics and looking at different vocal ranges, like instrumentation as well. Different, even different guitar sounds. Like this is something I mentioned to you the last time I seen you. It was down in Cambridge. Uh, yeah. Does, even add just different effects. Um, was it styling? I think. Because well, there's, yeah, there's quite. There's, I mean, this record's quite a lot. I think. Yeah, I've definitely. Mm-hmm tried to push the sound more and more like you know you've got styling uh feel the colors a very different guitar approach um like you say echoes of joy um everything really just trying to like think to yourself i've done that before i'm not going to do that again or like even when it comes down to the smallest thing like chords or, or anything you know just trying to think, no, no, I've, I've used that before. That's not happening again. Let's use a different technique or a different style or a different sound. That's massively important when you're writing new music and recording new music. Yeah, I mean, as a guitarist, it's obviously it's the first thing I look at. I look at if I'm watching somebody on stage, I'm looking at what they're playing, how they're playing it, what sounds they've got. So that was one of the first things, even like the horns, even... Um, yeah. Uh, Steve and Dave like using like the mutes and stuff like that to get a different yeah. horn sound as well. It just I think it it, it just elevates the sound and it, it kind of just accentuates that like we are trying something different for the last time. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think on this record in particular as well, Anthony really sort of shines on the sax. We've we've used very different approaches with that. Like feel the colours that I just mentioned. We wanted that kind of. Uh, that double Bowie sort of sound on the saxophone, which just sounds great on the record, I think. Um, and then you compare it to something like Outside Looking In, which is the title track, and he's got that like real sort of New York tough funk sax sound at the end of that that solo at the end of that tune. So, yeah, it's not it's not just us. I, I, we're really blessed, massively blessed to have like musicians in the bands who like are constantly looking to push their own sounds on because it's a group thing it isn't like you know you can't do it on your own you've got to have other people who are willing to sort of go right I'm going to try something different here mm-hmm. and I think in terms of the sound of the band I mean also a lot of people will look at yourself and Neil as like the kind of the faces of the band but everybody in it like you say plays the part and everything's done very tasteful because you get an eight-piece band and a lot of the time it doesn't work. It doesn't right. work because too many people are trying to put in too much at certain bits rather than let the track breathe. And I think that every record that I've got for Street Rituals onwards, you can obviously see the band 
they kind of grown live. You hear it get tighter and tighter every time. And it seems like everybody just always has their own kind of space to just, yeah. like you say, to kind of grow and develop and shine. Yeah, that's the way it's massively important. I mean, they're all like great players as well. That's another thing, you know, they're really, really talented musicians. And it's uh, it's just important that, that they sort of can spread their wings as and when they need to. So we mentioned live just there. You are uh, about to, well, in fact, no, you have. You've just you've just kicked off your kind of yeah. autumn winter tour um, and you, you started in your kind of your hometown area. You started yeah. in Coventry. Um, yeah. So are you looking forward to getting back on the road? Yeah, I can't wait, mate. Um, I'm really excited about this weekend, to be fair, because as you know, I have a... Uh, I have a very fond uh, sort of feeling towards the Scots. I think they're brilliant people, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I, I was thinking about it earlier today, actually, and I think, like, there's so much in... I mean, obviously, we play all over the world and play to different audiences and stuff, and I think the Scots are so similar um, to the Spanish. I think that Celtic and Latin kind of thing there, it's just like, I don't know what it is, man, but, like, it's, I just love playing in Scotland because people throw themselves into an experience, a gig experience. They don't like kind of hold back. It just feels like one humongous party. And I mean, most of our gigs feel like that, but it just kind of goes into fifth or sixth gear usually when we're uh, when we're up there. And, and like I say, we've got Dundee coming on Friday at a, a place called Beat Generator. Never play, We've never played in Dundee ever. Um, and then obviously we go to Oren Moor in Glasgow, um, a place I absolutely love because I believe you, you might uh, correct me on this, mate, but I believe Oren Moor has uh, the largest selection of whiskies in the whole of Scotland in that bar. <laughs> it has a good selection. I don't know if it's the largest, but it definitely has a great selection. Um, Brilliant. I, I've never tried to, to work my way through it because I think I would probably <laughs> kill myself in the process. <laughs> Well, I always try. try. <laughs> I always try every time we go there. It's one of my favourite places because I love the venue downstairs, but I also love the bar afterwards. And I always try to just have something that I've never had before because it's just like brilliant. I love all that, you know. And um, yeah, it's just it's just great, man. I, lo I love going back there. And obviously, we're we're heading to Edinburgh as well uh, the following month, um, along with tons of other gigs. I think. I think we're literally playing every weekend up until the 16th of December, which is like the last gig of the year in uh, Nuneaton, where we do, always do our big Christmas bash. So, yeah, it's just exciting, man. It's great to be back out and playing live again because, you know, that's kind of where I think uh, the band really excels and, and really, really shines. Um, we, play, <laughs> we played a gig in... Um, in Holland, we've just come back from a tour of Germany in Holland and we played this place called Roermond. Um, and this guy came uh, came up to me after the gig and uh, he goes, Yo, guys, I thought you're uh, uh, I'm, I sound like bloody Sean Connery now. <laughs> he said, Guys, guys, I really uh, I, I like your records, they're okay, but uh. Jesus Christ, man, what the fucking live band. And he was he's like, just like racking off about it. And I was like, oh, that's great, man. Um, so he, he was like buzzing. And it's, 
But I, I just think, like, when people come and see us live, sometimes they think, uh, you know, is this going to be like the record? Or, But I think we always tend to, like, kick it up a few notches when we play live. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's, I think, I think when you go, if you go and see a band under the expectation of getting exactly what is on the record, I would probably say you should open your mind a wee bit more to different experiences musically because obviously you've got a lot of production and mixing and mastering and stuff like that. I think going to see a band with a good energy uh, that is going to, like you say, is take it up that wee bit. That, for me, makes it a better experience than trying to get something that's a lot more polished. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think... Um, and- there's a lot There's a lot of bands like that at the moment. I mean, I, I really like them. There's, like, take for argument's sake, Jungle. Really great band, you know. I, I, I really love their music. And I went to watch them um, a few months back in Bristol with my girlfriend. Um and I left the gig feeling a little bit cold because I couldn't work out where the backing track stopped and they started. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like, it was just too polished. And I was thinking, too polished to the point where it sounded exactly like the record. And I was like, I was a little unsure as to, I mean, I still think they're a great band and everything. Um, and I'm by no means knocking them. But I was just a bit like, mm, I don't know, man. I, I like to, I like to go to a gig and see something that, like, I think, oh, they've played, they've played that tonight. They've not, they've not done that bit like on any of the other tour, or they've really felt that tonight, or that song's clicked, or this song's clicked, or do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I imagine there's a lot of people listening to this who's thinking Ian Brown right now. Soon you're mentioning singing the <laughs> backing tracks. Yeah, that's all a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's all a bit weird. But, I mean, well, he's making a lot of money, isn't he? Let's put it that way. He's making a lot of money. Well, he's no paying for a band. He's no paying for a band. So, yeah, man, he's, he's, he's basically doing Ian Brown karaoke. And do you know something? The last person that I would like to listen to doing Ian Brown karaoke is probably <laughs> Ian Brown. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, I, I remember going and seeing him years ago in Birmingham. And uh, he kept the old crowd waiting because Man United were playing in a semi-final of the European Cup. <laughs> and then he come on and he's like, yeah, he's, he's just, he's never been a great singer, has he? He's always that, just been a sort of charismatic front man. But I don't know whether yeah. I'd, uh, I don't know whether I'd pay to go and see that. I mean, at least, at least with the Sleaford mods, you get the fellow who presses the button, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so... You briefly touched on your work with Monk's Road and 2000, was it last year you brought out your first solo single? Was it the year before, the end of 2020 or 2021? Yeah, it's been, oh God, man, now you're testing me on my dates. Uh, The first date was around 1718, I think, 2017, 18. And we got approached by Robert to do... um, Coming of Grace, which was obviously one of his solo songs. Yeah, so we worked yeah. on Robert as Stone Foundation and did that with him. Mm. And then I remember we went to Spain that year and we did a tour and we played Granada and Dr. Robert got up and played with us. And he said to me after the gig, oh, you know, would you be interested in writing something for the next one? And I said, yeah, brilliant. So that became the song Autumn Leaves, which I bought out on Monk's Road Records as my first sort of solo single with all them guys backing me, which was really cool. 
And then after that, um, that's when we went to uh, Spain um, and when we did these uh, two songs in Spain. I was, I was actually, at the time, I was dating a Spanish girl who was a fantastic singer. Um, and I got her involved on the, uh, on the two tracks, one that I wanted her to sing Spanish on, um, and then another one that Robert sang BBs on with her as well, and it just worked out great. It was actually recorded at um, Youth Studio, you know, the producer Youth. Um, it was recorded at his studio in Granada, like in this valley. It's an amazing place, man, really amazing. Um, and that was City Lights and a song called... Uh, me and it wasn't me uh mr jones and me i think it was called um so that that was really great and then the latest one rob just got in touch again and said you know do you fancy doing something this time he was trying to like sort of give me uh, a sort of brief as to what it was what what vibe he wanted so i got sent sort of an idea of this backing track and i just sat with it and worked to that basically um, and then we went down to Rack Studios in London to uh, to record that. Um, it was the easiest session I've ever had. The, the track had been recorded just before I got there. I walked straight in, did one vocal take, and it was finished. <laughs> and uh, it, I, I felt a bit like I felt a bit like I just scored like a forty yard screamer into the top corner. You know what I mean? And just like I, I felt like doing a mic drop at the end, and going, "Yeah, well, that do." Yeah, all right then, sounds. <laughs> You're like, okay, I'll be in the pub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then me and Rob just did some BBs on that. But that's called By the Water's Edge. I'm really proud of that, actually. I, I think that's um, the sound of that's really cool. And um, it's quite cool as well because it's on the... It's, I think the album's called Rise Up Singing. Um, and obviously, Paul, it's the first time Paul's uh, sort of co-wrote a track for for Monk's Road as well. So, uh Mr. Weller's on there as well. So, yeah, it's good, It's good, man. I think people will enjoy that record. Well, speaking about like, motivation eh, to keep going, always find something something different. But you, you, you've had like, a wee period of ref reflection. Jesus Christ, put my teeth in to say that one. <laughs> yeah. a, a wee moment oh, of... Hey, I'm, I'm the one with the big teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're having a kind of a, a renaissance moment and you've... Done a, a wee film with Moral yeah. Media, if I'm correct in saying, and it's just it's just kind of celebrating 25 years of Stone Foundation. Um, well, we, you... we 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 only we only watched the film a couple of days ago, so I have to stress that we've had absolutely no input in this film other than doing the um, interviews that we got asked to do. We've had no input in this film at all. So, like, it was it's a bit it's a bit of a sort of mad one for me and she's in particular because usually anything that goes out we we like vet it or we'll say right we need to do this or do that or whatever so this was the first time really we just said to our good mates lee cogswell and mark baxter you know crack on you know we've done 25 years of the band there's quite a big story to tell um yeah just just see see what you can do and we watched it a couple of days ago and I thought it was really cool, man. You know, it's like, uh, I mean, like, you know, I'm, I was watching it. I was thinking, oh, God, there's too much of me in this. But then, <laughs> but then, like, I guess I was in the band for 25 years, so I'm going to be in it. But, you know, that's just the way it is. I, I absolutely hate, contrary to uh, 
popular belief i don't i don't really like doing interviews that much it's like you know when i hear my voice my spoken voice back i'm always like oh jesus christ so um it was interesting just watching the journey i there was some really nice stories in there it was nice to see some of the old sort of band members and i mean because we went through a lot of people before we got this solid lineup you know um and you know all obviously the other thing as well which i really enjoyed was just seeing all the collaborations with the there's there's tons of people in the film as well so um yeah it's it's 100% mono media this mate and I, I hope people can grab a copy or stream a copy when it becomes available to stream we're going to try and put on a couple of um film nights where we have little cinemas and stuff uh, might be a good one to do up in Scotland, actually, to do one up there, you know, because I know a lot of people will probably be interested. Um, but yeah, we're doing the first the first premiere that we're going to do, or the, the the first night of screening is going to be in Tamworth on November the sixth, uh, and that's the town that I was sort of brought up in. Um, and it and it's kind of cool that it uh, is being shown at Tamworth Assembly Rooms because it was one of the first venues that we played at um, and as, as Stone Foundation. Uh, and also, it had a massive music scene, you know. I know a lot of people, like she's always goes on about Atherston because he's an Atherstonian, but, you know, I don't think we'd have had the uh, roll call or the way that we work through musically the people that we found without Tamworth because Tamworth was really, for us, the sort of musical centre, you know, that was where we had all like Battle of the Bands competitions, Tamworth Festival, we had, you know, there was tons of places in Tamworth that you could play. So for like townies, so to speak, it was a good, it was a good place to sort of cut your teeth really, you know what I mean? Um, I think people will enjoy it. There's, there's little moments of our first, of my first band in there called Walrus Gumboot, which we named after a Beatles lyric. And uh, I was absolutely mortified when I saw a, a clip because uh, I was quite a chubby lad when I was young, mate. And I actually looked like someone has put a pair of trousers on a hamster. <laughs> so uh, it was a bit, it was a bit mad watching that back, and I was thinking, Jesus Christ! But but you know, all these all these sort of twists and turns that we've made, the decisions we made over the years, they kind of made us the people we are, and. Um, I'm just looking forward to people seeing the film. Great. So, the film, where can we buy it? Gigs, where can they find the tickets and the the, the albums and singles? Where can that all be purchased and heard? It's, it's all, it's all the, the easiest place, rather than giving you tons of different links and stuff, is uh, at our website, which is stonefoundation.co.uk. Um, you can pre-order the dvd which is going to be the new film which is called rise above it 25 years of stone foundation um you can buy all the records on there you can get gig tickets on there so uh yeah so it's all on there and then obviously next year is going to be massive for us because you know there's not many bands that make it to 25 years and have sort of had the story that kind of we've sort of made for ourselves over the years as well so next year is going to be a big celebration we want to really really have a massive sort of uh 
party and a big tour and and there'll also be lots of news coming next year as well which will surround the uh the 25th anniversary as well so um you know lots of music news and and other stuff that's going to be uh it's going to be announced uh next year as well nice one that's great and i'll look forward to seeing you guys when he's come up north of the wall to visit us. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Can't wait, mate. I've told Trig to wear his kills. Thanks very much for that conversation, Neil. And for anyone who did not go to see the Stone Foundation in Dundee and Glasgow, you'll be disappointed to hear that Steve Trigg did not wear a kilt. However, he did spectacularly pull off a sublime all-white double denim look and truly brave man steve i do salute you sir it was uh it was blinding shall we say um yeah great conversation there with neil they were back up in scotland on friday the 18th of november and the voodoo rooms support will be coming in the shape of our good friend mr nick corbin so get yourselves up to edinburgh or out to edinburgh and go and check them out definitely one of the best live acts on the scene right now so yeah thank you very much again neil we have 28 minutes left so why not play some more music so next up we have a track by johnny taylor let me tell you all the story about Tony Just 
Jody, got your girls and gone. Great we track that. That's one of the... Where did I get that one from now? Jeez, I can't remember. Ah, ah, shame, shame on me. can't remember where I got that one. Next up is a record that has been sitting in one of my boxes for quite a while. Um, I'm not going to say I forgot about them as a group. I just I haven't heard as much of them recently. And... For anyone who tuned in to Curtis Powers' show recently, he had an interview with a few folks on it, and one of the groups was GA20. Um, and I, I just, boom, light bulb, you know, oh, I've, I've got some of their, their sevens. So I, I rustled this one out the box. So this is GA20, and this is nagging on my mind. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like I said, I heard that on another show that I listened to on the Face Radio, and it, it, it kind of rung a bell. You get that? So, well, I do anyway. Like, listen to other other shows, other DJs. You know, when you're out and about hearing music, and it's like, oh, I need to buy this, or I like that version, and it turns you on to new things. There's so many great shows on uh, the Face Radio, and 
nobody more than I is aware of the current cost of living crisis. You know, everybody's facing it, everybody's feeling it, but if if you can, you know, there's ways that you can support the Face Radio. You can head on over to the Face Radio and you can click support and, you know, let, even if it's a couple of pounds, price a coffee a month, every every wee bit helps. The, the cost of keeping the show going has increased dramatically um, and since last year, you know, so every wee bit helps. Um, yeah, so if you can, please do support The Face Radio. Next up, we have an absolute banger from the, the Budos band. I played this one out on Sunday at our Sunday Soul session for The Face Radio. Um, again, another one that I, I'd kind of forgot about for a while. I'm actually becoming a bit of a forgetful person for all these great tracks. I really need to get a grip of myself. Anyway, this is Up From The South.
banger, 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 banger. I'm, I, I am very partial to a wee instrumental now. It's weird because it was always, it, I always thought good music had to have lyrics in it, you know. Um, I think as long as it has melody, I think melody's not. Uh, I was going to say underrated. It's <laughs> melody's never underrated. I just it doesn't seem to be essential as essential maybe in modern modern kind of music. Um, or maybe I'm just talking absolute absolute rubbish. You know, um, answers on the back of a postcard, please. Uh, last month, uh, I was very lucky to go and see Duran Jones and the Indications. And it was an amazing show, like so, so, so well polished live. And I, I was banging on about it in last month's show. So I thought, do you know what? I'm going to again look through the boxes. <laughs> here's another one. This, the fact the theme of the show should be what has Graham forgot. So here's another one that I had sitting in the boxes that hasn't been out for a while. This is Aaron Fraser, and my God, has a telephone.
special kind of respect for, for a drummer who can also sing whilst drumming at the same time. Um, as a guitarist, sometimes I find that to play, to play certain rhythms, awkward to sing at the same time. In fact, you know what? I think the old you now rubbing of the rubbing rubbing of the tummy and patting of the head sometimes is a bit of a chore um, to to do that and and sync. But anyway, I again digressing completely away from the point. Big ups, big ups, um, Mister Aaron Fraser. Next up, um, let's have a Motown classic because well, do we need a reason? winding down, we're drawing to a close final curtain has been called uh, I'd just like to say thank you to everybody who has tuned in, to everybody who's listened and who's going to listen hopefully, on the, the archives so you can jump into the archives and listen back to any of the shows by any of the DJs here on The Face Radio um, I'd like to say a big thank you to everybody who came out to see us on, on Sunday um, please go and check out the other DJs, check out Ouija, um, Curtis Powers, who does a rendezvous on the Sundays live, uh, Pete Brady, 
Mr. Superfly Funkin' Soul on a on a Sunday, uh, sorry, on a Friday, Friday, uh, Pete's show goes out, and my good friend, Mr. Mark Brown, who does Right Track Funkin' Soul Club, and you can catch him over, over on Mixcloud. So we have, we have two, two tunes left for you. Uh, the first one is a track by Nella Dodds, and this is called First Dates. Enjoy. So to, to close out the show, we, since we had Mr. Neil Jones on and they've got a new 7-inch single out, we're going to play that single by the Stone Foundation. Um, I hope to, to hear back from you next next month in November. By that point, my band, The Solid Bonds, will have supported Mr. Steve Pilgrim here in Room 2 in Glasgow. So if you're a Steve Pilgrim fan, why not come out and check us out? That's the 26th of November Room 2 Glasgow hope to see you all there and for anyone who hasn't heard the Stone Foundation yet go and check them out man this is what they're all about this is now that I want you back
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.